Warning, this show may contain spoilers, adult content, and adult language, so viewer discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to JoJo and the OP. I'm Thomas. And I am Tokyo Joe. And today we have what I'm hoping to be a great episode because, my God, we watched some episodes and they were bizarre. Yep. They don't call it JoJo's Bizarre Adventure for no reason, bro. <laughs> I was literally there half of the time just dumbfounded, not being able to find words, and the other half laughing my ass off, or just with the expression of, what the fuck? <laughs> so, I mean, without further ado, let's just jump into this description, because I'm ready to go. Alright. So, last time we left Jonathan Joestar clutching Dio's head as the ship burns and sinks to the bottom of the Atlantic. Arena, Jonathan's newlywed wife, makes her escape in Dio's coffin with an infant in her arms and a baby in her tummy. We open on an airfield 50 years later. A familiar face appears. It's our good friend Speedwagon, who is now an oil tycoon. Accompanying him is Straitso on an expedition to some ruins in Mexico. What do they find in the ruins? Hundreds of stone masks and what appears to be a statue in the middle. Cut to 1938 New York. We see a gentleman buying a soda at a stand when he gets robbed. The pickpocket is cornered by two dirty cops and is assaulted when the victim arrives. He is none other than Joseph Joestar, the grandson of Jonathan, who proceeds to rescue the boy named Smokey using what appears to be Hamon energy. Cut back to the ruins in Mexico where Straitso, in a stunning display, kills the expedition team and Speedwagon and puts on a stone mask, becoming a vampire. Meanwhile, in New York, Jojo is eating dinner with his granny Arena and Smokey when a mobster proceeds to cause trouble. Jojo intercepts and displays an uncanny ability to predict the future. After mopping the floor with the mobster, he is approached by a mob boss who informs him that Speedwagon is dead. Later, Smokey and Jojo are relaxing at a bar when Jojo notices a young stranger through the window. It's none other than Straitso, whom Jojo proceeds to unload a Tommy gun into. Straitso doesn't die and retaliates with an I-beam, but is tricked by Jojo's reflection. Jojo manages to hit Straitso with Haman, but soon learns that Straitso's scarf is a Haman absorber and switches to grenades. While Straitso is mending his body, Jojo and Smokey proceed to hightail it, but are in intercepted on a bridge by Straitso again now using a female reporter as a bargaining chip. Jojo manages to best Straitso and get some answers. It is revealed that Speedwagon is actually alive and that there is a new foe in the horizon, the Pillar Man. In Mexico, we see a band of Nazis led by a Major Stroheim who are looking for ultimate power to help them tide the war. They have recovered the Pillar Man and none other than Speedwagon. Jojo, making his way to the Nazi base, 
encounters Donovan of the SS and beats information about the base out of him. The Nazis proceed to attempt to awaken the Pillar Man and succeed, revealing a truly terrifying abomination who escapes into the facility. Meanwhile, Jojo, dressed in drag, sneaks onto the base to rescue Speedwagon and encounters the Pillar Man dubbed San Viento. And we are left with a cliffhanger of them just staring each other down. My god. That, yeah, yeah, it was a it was a huge jump from the 1980s sort of Europe scene to this like 1930s New York scene. Um, 1880. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like it was a 50 year jump they said exactly like 50 years and this and that and so my first note i have written down is fuck no speed wagon why <laughs> you thought he was dead but no. he was alive he was alive and he was rich so like fuck you speed wagon right i have a, a spot here i also wrote down because like when he was talking with strazo it was like but we all battled with dio I was like and you didn't <laughs> you didn't do shit dude um i i broke a stone mask my god it i wasn't expecting the straight so switch but like i don't know it was interesting it was yeah yeah um i just kind of wonder because like they didn't quite allude to what happened to Ton Petty, so... Yeah. I'm assuming maybe he passed on. It was 50 years. He was already a pretty old dude anyways. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons Strazo wanted that power, because he's like, this Harmon energy will only keep me alive so long. Like... Yeah. I, but... I don't want to die. I want to live forever. Well, that was part of his reason for doing that. Like, well, they had ultimate power. Hell yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> live forever. This Haman don't do shit. I have all this knowledge of the Haman passed on from generations. So... Okay. So, yeah. What did you what did you think about uh, what they found in the ruins? So, like, when we left off on episode 9, they just had the picture of the Pillar Man, who we know now. But hundreds of masks just lining the wall. This dude just engulfed in it. Uh, like, what? <laughs> what the hell? Like, there's got to be more. I mean, I can't imagine that in this part of the the series, you know, JoJo's going to... I mean, he'll probably beat the Pillar Man, maybe. But, like, there's still all these masks. Did they escape? What happened to all these masks? Did the Germans catch them all? Collect them all? How many masks are out there that we don't know of? There's a lot of questions with this. Okay. And I, I want answers. <laughs> so, what do you think of the new JoJo, Joseph Joestar? Okay, so... I literally was getting Dio vibes from him. Like, I'm really just the way he was acting, it was more like a Dio, not a Jojo. You know, like, from, you know, going back to like the, the, the first ones we watched, like, he was just sort of this cocky sort of dick for the most part. Like, he just, the way he was, I don't know, it just reminded me of Dio. And I'm like, I wrote, like, oh, this is Dio. And I'm like, nope, nope, it's Jojo. What? He's okay. the attitude change. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, and I also thought it was interesting that they explained that he's actually the grandson of Jonathan Joestar. So that means we jumped a generation, but they just kind of never really gave too much back history to uh, Joseph's parents. You know, it was basically like his father didn't possess any Haman power and you know died in the war and his mother passed away due to illness so he was kind of left in the care of uh you know his granny arena 
Yeah, they, it, they're, they're, they didn't go too crazy into it, like, oh yeah, he can possess this power of the Haman so early, but like, how? How did he learn that? I mean, I'm sure it was probably Speedwagon and his mom talking about, oh, it's Haman and it's his power and blah de blah but they're like, oh, he just like accidentally uses it. When he gets riled up, you know, so um, yeah, it's just very weird that, uh, you know, it's it's almost like he doesn't even have to try. It's more of a emotion-based Hamon. Yeah, which it's, I don't know, it, it's crazy, it's interesting, I don't, I don't know. But his attitude, my god, he is a character for sure, like, just this, how, how do you even explain him? He's just off the... Are you saying he's not gentlemanly enough? No, he's not. <laughs> he's far you, from a gentleman. Do you think that George Joestar would have taken his dinner? Oh, probably. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get, what, Smokey, who robbed him. And yeah. the, the, the whole issue with the cops. And he's just sitting there he's like, you made the wrong move, you stupid pig. Mm-hmm. Like, just being a dick. And like, and he's, he's all like, I'm going to break your finger, you know, before you can even pull that trigger. And then just pops the Coke bottle using the bottle cap as a projectile to break the cop's trigger finger. Yeah, and... And then proceeds to guzzle his drink. Yeah, and then, yeah, the freaking Trezo transformation, when he shows up later on, mm-hmm. just, he, he, what, de-aged? I guess, I mean, if I thought vampirism worked like you stay the age that you are when you get turned into a vampire, so... Uh, he jumped back. He did jump back, about 50 years. <laughs> I mean, he looked younger than when he was fighting with JoJo. Actually, that's, that's, yeah, he did. And, uh, so, not only does JoJo possess Haman abilities, but it also seems that he's a little bit of a a fortune teller. He can see the future. That's crazy, because he's, like, just predicting stuff. Like, uh, in in the scene where they're having dinner with Granny... And the mobs pop up, which, shout out to Granny. She's just like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Now, normally we don't just fight people, but these guys are dicks. Take them out. Yeah. And he's just predicting everything the cop or the dude's going to say, predicting his moves. Just like, is this some new Haman technique? Is this some new powers? Is this some, what? what is this? I think he's probably just like Sherlock Holmes. He's really good at deducing stuff based on evidence. Okay, but like word to word, everything these people are going to say. Now, yeah, that is they, strange. He doesn't like, know. Because he's like, oh, and next you're going to say, you bastard, how did you know what I was going to say? And, and the guy's like, you bastard. But then again, that could almost be like a like a form of hypnosis where he gives him the suggested phrase and then the guy ends up repeating it unconsciously, but... Yeah, maybe. Maybe, but... And then uh, after taking off, like, the boss, they're sitting there, and then, like, the other dude's just like, hey, you know, I, I know you guys. Uh, yeah, Speedwagon's dead. And JoJo's just like, how dare you upset Grandma? Right? He just wrecks the dude. And, of course, God damn it, I thought we were done with Speedwagon. I mean, we still have... Well, we... I don't know, it keeps going off and on. You think he's dead, then he's alive, and then you think he's dead again, and he's alive. I'm just going to the fact that now Smokey is the new fucking Speedwagon. Except he's not as talkative. I I can give him that. He is definitely better, he's not as talkative, he's not as much of an annoyance. But he is the next Speedwagon. (laughs) You think so. Oh, I'm, I'm, that's what it sounds like. I, I'm hopefully, I mean, hey, I want to give him props because he was doing stuff in the beginning, but you know what? Speedwagon was doing stuff in the beginning too. So only time will tell if he gets better or not than Speedwagon, I guess. 
Yep. Uh, but he is essentially their slave. <laughs> I I know. I I kind of thought it was interesting that she she dressed him up in like almost a servant boy's outfit and had his hair braided and everything like that. And I'm just like, and then and then he follows them wherever they go if they're shopping or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, 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 wow. Like yeah. <laughs> now I didn't want to hit one of the funniest parts of this first episode is uh when Smokey and Jojo leave, they go off to this other little place and they're going through like a, a magazine and Jojo's just like, Is this true? Girls can make them bigger? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about boob. <laughs> oh my mm-hmm. god. It cracked me up. But that's when we get the menacing glare. Yep. And of course, you know, Jojo being the cocky bastard he is, just decides to go out and confront this person that he somewhat recognizes but can't quite put his finger on it Mm -hmm. but you know he actually knew it was him he was just toying around and then just whips out this freaking tommy gun chicago typewriter that blows it up that was that first major what the fuck what is going on he just where even even smokey makes a record where did he even pull that from Right? Because out of it's... nowhere, just... <clears throat> and like He's like, he's like, I'm a great magician. Whoop, Tommy gun. <laughs> and just fills him up with holes. Straight up, like, freaking out of nowhere. Just blew, he's shooting everything up. It's like, what and the I, hell? And I like how everybody was freaking out, except for Jojo, who's just kind of like, hmm, these bullets don't really look right, you know? They don't look like they've hit something, you know? And then, and then this girl's freaking out, and he just comes over, and he's like, Hey, you better calm down. I may have to make out with you. Dude. Yeah, yeah, that was such a weird line. That was, like, the very beginning of episode, or, well, this episode 11. And then we had the new intro, which is good. I, I think I like the first one better. Okay. Um, but it's still good. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I like the song better than the first one, but, like... Once again, I'm upset because it, it, it was a little revealing of things that that's, have yet to come. And I'm just that's like, That's just come anime, on. man. That's, Can we not? That's just all of anime. It's all they do. But yeah, so then Strazo's sitting there after getting shot up and like digs his finger in and flicks a bullet out. So fucking gross. And then just blah and shoots all these bullets out. I, it was insane. He just, I don't know the way to. He just, and just it all popped out and just flew everywhere. Yeah, but hey, you know we learned that Strazo also has laser beam eyes. Which and... I mean, like, is this common knowledge? Do you just get it when you turn into a vampire? Like, oh yeah, I can fire lasers, or is I'm... it something that like he saw Dio do, and he's like, hey, let me see if I can do it too. I mean, with all the knowledge we have currently, is that the mask gives you laser beam eyes? I guess I mean, Dio used it, and he used it. Now he. Blow us a couple holes into Jojo. Right into the head and the chest of Jojo. And you think, you think that Jojo is, you know, bit the dust. Oh, wasn't expecting the eye beams. But then he reveals, ah, you were actually just uh, shooting a reflection of me in the mirror. And then proceeds to, like, infuse, what, was it a guitar or something with Haman? I don't remember, but yeah, he went to attack him, and he's just like, so you know Haman hurts me, but uh, my scarf's made of beetles that absorb Haman. <laughs> like, are, are you kidding me? And then and then JoJo's like, oh, well, that's okay, because I attached a grenade to you. And he's like, 
oh, you attached a grenade to me. Well, I'll flick it away. And he's like, oh, but that grenade's attached to several other grenades that you just pulled the pin by flicking that away. And, and blows him off. Dude, yeah. But then, of course, he, he gets the buggy treatment. I, I feel like I guess he has the chop-chop fruit because he started just getting all those pieces back together, which, oh, my God. Ugh. I know. That was grotesque. Just, they just all started snapping together and stuff. And, and JoJo and Smokey are just standing there, and Smokey's like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? And he's like, oh, I've saved up this special technique. You know, it, it's perfect for this situation. And he's like, oh, yeah? What's that technique? And he's like, well... You see his legs? You see how damaged they are? Yeah? Well, my legs are perfectly fine. And he's like, okay, so what do we do? Run! Run for it! <laughs> oh my god, dude. I was sitting there, I'm like, okay. I type of moved. Oh, I saw it. Like, oh, he's talking about the legs. Legs. Uh, oh god, he's gonna fucking. Oh no, he ran. He just straight books it, which I'm just like, why would you do that? It obviously. Straitzo is still in parts. You could take him out easily that way instead of fleeing. Yeah, what I like though, like after Straitzo sort of escaped, they gave some statistics on him. Like they're like, oh, he can currently do this and he can currently do this, which that was pretty cool. I like that. Right. Like he can he can leap this far and he can use this much pressure when he does whatever. And then he steals that reporter chick, which wow, you know, I mean, you're a frigging vampire, but you gotta do a cowardly thing like grab a innocent bystander and use her as a hostage yeah but I, I like when he tries to use him as a hostage after encountering jojo on the bridge and jojo's like <laughs> what kind of what kind of threat is this i don't even know her <laughs> I, I don't know who this woman is you moron what am i gonna do uh... but you know we we find out he's actually just playing it cool because you know straight so straight rips this chick's tooth out Ooh. and flicks it which i'm just sitting there like ah ah yeah no that, but, um, that, that set jojo off and right. then of course there goes strazo with his laser beam eyes but the jojo bam shot glass fling it back and everyone's just like oh he can do that right uh, yeah he's just like oh i'm gonna infuse the shot glass with haman and reflect I'm just like, okay, if it can be reflected, why didn't the mirror reflect it back at the bar when he shot JoJo the first time? Yeah, I don't know. But a shot glass, I mean, it was it the Haman that did it? Maybe, because or... he did say like it was a special Haman shot glass, and he, he did put the Haman into it. So it may have been the Haman's reasoning for that. But yeah, JoJo takes out Strazo, and he's falling to his death, but then saves him. Yeah, like, it catches him. They wanted answers, blah de blah. Then I, I like there's a quote that Strazo says, like, your nature has trapped you into a fate you can't escape, mm -hmm. which was dope. But then you have Strazo just like, oh, yeah, uh, uh, whatever, um, pillar man, uh, I guess I repent and blows himself up. Yeah, well, the thing was, is I don't necessarily think that Strazo per se was bad because he did reveal that Speedwagon was alive because of him. He basically dragged Speedwagon and the expedition team out to the river away from the Pillar Man to keep the Pillar Man from draining them. And yeah. I also kind of wonder if, like, maybe this wasn't a test to make sure that JoJo was uh, ready to take on the Pillar Man. 
I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't know. I sort of felt off with Drazo at the end because it's like you talked all this big game in the beginning, and now like two episodes later, you're just like, I don't know. He's he's is he good? Is he bad? What's he's doing? I don't know. I I just didn't really care for Drazo here at this point. It was weird that they brought him back, but I mean, hell, they brought Speedwagon back, so I mean, <laughs> yeah. Which that was the Germans. They they used uh, something to bring him back to life. Well, and... he wasn't he wasn't dead. He was just really injured. Yeah, yeah. And then we got that first experience with the the German guy and his Major uh, Stroheim. Stroheim, and then like the girl was like shaving him and accidentally cuts him, and he's just like lick it, lick mm-hmm. it. Like, oh my god, it what a fucking creep. I know. And okay. Once again, he has that friggin' guile haircut, the high, flat top, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't understand that hairdo in anime. Why was it so popular? And, like, do you know how much you would have to do to work on your hair to make it stand straight up like that? Right. Perfectly uniform. And then cut it completely flat so that it's all one... It is ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, he, he he was kind of an asshole. The, the, the Germans were assholes in general, you know. Well, yeah, the, yeah. The World like War the, stuff. Yeah. And they're always well, portrayed as the bad guy and evil people in media. Well, I was talking about the ones specifically in the, the episodes, you know. You oh, had yeah, that, yeah. The two jackass guys at the gate, you know, frisking the women and feeling uh, them up. Mm-hmm. Oh, the one guy who was uh, tailing Jojo Donovan. Yeah. Who... Dude, that punch, when he punched him, and it was like his cape and just all the needles. Oh. oh. God, but then yeah. he was sitting there, had JoJo under his foot, like, say you're sorry, or you screwed up, blah, blah. Then, like, he's like, ah, no, yeah, yeah, I'm so sorry, ah. And they're like, what's this cactus doing? Explodes in his face. Blows oh. it right. Well, he's like, he's like, why don't you lean in closer? And, like, a dumbass, he's huh. like, huh? <laughs> yeah. If I saw something expanding in front of me, especially a fucking cactus that's loaded with needles, I would not lean in for a closer look. No, no. But yeah, they, yeah we we get to see the full force of the Germans here because they have like the Pillar Man and they have all these slaves, and they're just like, okay, well, we need to test this. Uh, hey, you guys, pick someone amongst you, and uh, they'll die, and you live. But yeah, they'll die, you live. Like, this little kid, like, I'll volunteer. Okay, kill everyone else. Like, yep. Goddamn. Yeah, it, basically, he, I guess, impressed the major by willingly just being like, yeah, take me if it saves everybody else. And he's just kind of like, well, everybody else, you kind of suck because this kid showed more guts than you. So he gets to yeah. live and you get to die. But then, yeah, after that, yeah, the Pillar Man breaks free. He he, he comes through in this epic scene of just like, hey, yeah, yeah, Speedwagon. Like, oh, God, no, don't. He's horrible. He's like, ah, it's okay. We have explosives and missiles and flamethrowers and the sprinklers. Anything we need. And in this. the wall's like, you know, seven feet thick steel. Can't break it. <laughs> There's nothing to be afraid of. And yeah, the Pillar Man breaks free. And they're just like, who is this man? Is he good? Is he bad? Ah. And then he's like, he just trips. They're like, oh, he's nothing. He's a waste of time. This they dude... think he's a Neanderthal, like, of lesser intelligence. Maybe the maker of the masks, you know, but yeah. not anything important. Then yeah. So they had put one of the other slaves a mask on him. And they sent him on the dude. And they're like, ah, he's already dead. Who cares? He was a failed. But then you see, like, he's actually just absorbing the vampire right which like it just bites into his neck 
and then just proceeds to just start melting into the neck part. Yeah. Which, it's got me thinking, like, okay, is... Like, was this man's goal? Like, okay, all these masks spread out, and you get all these people, then I absorb them all, become the ultimate being? Maybe. That's what I'm we'll going to find out. We already broke one mask, so he ain't going to be complete. Eh. But, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he proceeds to absorb this guy... And then he utters the Major's name, which causes him to freak out because he's like, how does he know my name? He can't hear or see anything in there. Right. And they're, and they're like, where did he go? He just he's disappeared. Gone. Yeah. But at this point, though, this is where we have the awesome JoJo cross-dressing. We have those guards who are frisking all these ladies trying to get in. And you got JoJo just dressed up as this really just burly woman. And it's like, they're just like, ah. I want to know who he thought he was fooling. He's like right? six feet tall and he's got like biceps and triceps and lats and everything. Like, dude, you can stick as many coconuts under your shirt to simulate boobs as you want to and smear makeup on your face. But you straight up look like a huge dude. Yeah, they're just like, ah, you ain't fool nobody. You look like my sister. And we put her out on the fields with a mule horse. <laughs> like, oh my god. That was such a funny little scene. Right. And I, the thing that got me was that he proceeded to use Haman to pop the corks out of the champagne bottles. Mm -hmm. But instead of firing them at directly at the two soldiers and knocking them out he shoots them at the tree above their heads to hit the two coconuts which drop down and knock out the soldiers right which yeah it made no sense like do you like that that okay i'm sorry but statistically speaking like he would have to be a mathematical genius to know exactly the right angle to hit the coconuts to drop them, you know, with the wind and all that going on mm -hmm. directly onto the soldier's head. It's like, you know, a 1 in 50 chance or something to hit. But, yeah. like, if he just shot it straight at them, it would have been a direct hit. It made no sense. It, it, he should have just shot him in the face with the things. But then he tries to put the dude's outfit on. Like, I hope this fits. <laughs> like, no, no, he can... You're huge. Those guys were tiny. Uh, yeah. And then he, he busts into the base where we are having the showdown between the Germans and the Pillar Man. Who we find out they re rewound the video surveillance and this motherfucker just straight up like broke every bone in his body and just slipped into the fucking vents. Ugh. And they're like, oh Jesus, he's running around in the vents. God. And then he, he pops out of the vents. And then proceeds to jump into the soldier's no. nose. Just blorp. Right? Ugh. And then just the dude just sort of like just explodes some big just monstrosity. Yeah, he he, he he just basically like, I don't know the best way to describe it. It's so freaky looking. Yeah. Expanded and swollen. And they, they're like, okay, let's unload on him. He's a big target, you know, and they all shoot their machine guns and the, all the bullets go into him and the, they think he's dead. You know, the major's sitting here celebrating and then he gets up and, and oh my God, and he, he, he points his finger like this finger gun and, and the, 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 the major's laughing his ass off. He's like, right. oh, he's just a dummy. He's just mimicking us. You know, he can't hurt us. He doesn't even have a gun. And he proceeds to start shooting Dude. bullets. The bullets that they shot into him that was out of his fingertips. That's a whole nother meeting for finger gun. 
<laughs> and it was epic. And then it of was course, epic. We have another German soldier just like, oh, yeah, Speedwagon. Hey, buddy, we need to go. Like, who are you? No, no. And it's like, you Don't look familiar. Don't touch me with your German hands. And then Jojo just like grabs the, the general's hair and he's like, hey, I need to borrow some hair. Yanks it out, infuses it with Haman and makes a shield for the rest of the bullets. Wait, okay. How? I... How do you make a shield out of hair? It wasn't enough to make a shield. Like, they wasn't fully covered. And it just, I don't know. They were, like, spinning and somehow blocked the bullets. I well, don't get it. I don't know. The best the best way I could probably try to explain it, it's something I thought about a little bit after seeing it, but, like, the best I can think of is that with the handful of hair, he throws it up into the air, and as the hair is raining down, the Haman bounces back and forth between the hair creating a Haman shield force field between the hair pieces as they're falling, but it, it still doesn't explain squat. Yeah, no, it explained nothing. And then I, I, he had the line there. He's like, you're going to lose your hair if you're not a uh, careful German soldier, man. As he's like, and you need to get some nice uh, what, conditioner. Shampoo, conditioner. It cracked me up. <laughs> you're going to lose your hair, German soldier, man. And that was, yeah, that was sort of it. Yep. It was uh, like basically left it with him and the filler man just facing each other. It was like super like fast paced and full of stuff, but like there's also like it just seems like there wasn't a whole lot to talk about, but there was like so much going on. Is definitely a lot of humorous moments thanks to uh Joseph Joestar. Mm -hmm. His character on this, it's it's so different. It's completely opposite. And like I said, in the beginning, I'm like, this this got to be like a Dio. Like, I was expecting Dio. Like, the way we first he were first introduced to him, he just had this, like, menacing sort of, like, sort of Dio vibe. But no, it's it's, it's JoJo. So, I'm, well, uh... It, I mean, was it really menacing? He was buying a, a Coca-Cola from a, a hot dog vendor, and he got yeah. pickpocketed. I don't know. It's just the way he, he was looking. Like, the way he was sort of his stance and stuff, it was just a little more, like... Not not really like a JoJo vibe for me. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, okay, are we going to have like Dio come in at some point and he's going to be more like how I feel JoJo would be? Are they going to be still complete opposites? Because I feel like that's what's going to happen. They're going to have to be. Because this JoJo so you think seems... Dio's, you think Dio's still going to be there? Uh, he has to be. They've already said it. You know, like I said, that's my theory from the first chunk. They said that it is fate. They are fated to be together. So if there is a new JoJo, there's going to be some type of new Dio. I don't know if it's going to be old school Dio or we're going to have like some type of kin somehow related to Dio. Or maybe somehow they, Jojo beats the Pillar Man and he turns into Dio. I don't. Somehow we're getting a Dio character and I feel like he's going to be the opposite of this Jojo. So this Jojo sort of just like spontaneous, sort of cocky. So the next Dio is going to be a little more chill, laid back. That's, that's my current theory. That's my current theory. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> okay. And um, also... Who do you think was a better JoJo? Jonathan or Joseph? The current one. The current one? Yes, I love him. <laughs> and uh, one thing I gotta say, and this is like on a personal note, but I actually thought it was uh, interesting that, you know, his uh, grandfather's name was Jonathan and his name is Joseph because my name is Joseph and my brother's name is Jonathan, actually. Well, maybe your parents were predestined Jojo watching fans. before you before you were even or before the show was even made and you were born you know they're like ah and my dad actually his nickname for me before all of this like when i was a little kid still calls me it now jojo <laughs> nice which is one of the reasons why i'm drawn to this series like straight from the get-go was like 
hey, it's got my name. I'm JoJo. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, that's your show, man. Yeah. And, okay, so you were talking about the way that he was standing, and that's another point yeah. that I wanted to bring up. Oh, What yes. did you think of all of the poses it was throughout out- this show? It was outrageous. <laughs> they they overdid there was a lot of them and, and they did a whole lot more of the like words like menacing and this and that which is super cool right i do uh, enjoy that in fact i think there was one where it even just said straight so i'm probably <laughs> yeah they had some really cool ones so yep yeah i'm not i'm enjoying all these little things like that like the menacing i like that wordy stuff it looks it just it makes that scene so much more just like it's a, a unique thing for this show it, it, it makes it a little bit more epic mm-hmm yeah all right, so what was your favorite scene? Oh, man. That's say, a tough one. That's a tough one. For me, I, it was him holding out the Tommy gun. I, that's what I was going to say. It has to be the Tommy gun. It was, I mean, like, it was so ridiculous. So ridiculous. It Yeah, it was out of nowhere. It was not what I was expecting coming from the first part. Like, coming from the first part, like, yes, it's been 50 years, but I just was not expecting it. Came out of nowhere. It just gave me the sense of laughing my ass off and what the fuck at the same time. Just It blew me away, and I think it really set the standard of what this part is going to be. So, I love that. That was my favorite scene. Yeah, I would have to agree. There were some good ones, but that was that's top-notch. Okay. Uh, I did have a question of uh, what do you think of Granny Arena? She's mysterious. She's like, she's just there. She knows all the stuff that's happened. And she's obviously in the works of trying to stop it again if it does happen and she's got this like oh no you know we gotta be gentlemanly but like that wasn't very gentlemanly of him go kick his ass jojo (laughs) so she's she's a mystery i'm hoping we see more of her we get maybe a little more details about her maybe a little more of what happened within the time i like that she has that power over jojo Mm, to uh put the fear of god in him you know he's like yeah. oh no you know this this shirt i've got dirt on it granny arena bought me this she's yeah. going to beat me uh, she has some power over him which could be good could be bad in the future i guess we'll see but now here's a big question mm-hmm. do you think granny arena and speedwagon had relations i sure as hell hope not <laughs> really I just... I think she was too dedicated to the OG JoJo. She wouldn't. I just don't think she would. You don't think that she'd turn to his best friend, you know, and they remember JoJo together? No, I think she wouldn't have. I could be completely wrong, but I just feel like she she wouldn't have. And she was just too busy raising those other kids and then all the other stuff going on. I don't think she did. Yeah. I hope she didn't. I'd hope Speedwagon stayed single forever and died alone. (laughs) Just lamenting Jonathan Joe Star. Oh, I miss him. Yeah, pretty much. I, I hope he lived a miserable life with his rich money and expeditions. So, do you like him being a rich oil tycoon? He didn't talk as much, but for the most part, we see him. He was dead. So, you know, so far I've enjoyed him because he's not talking. <laughs> I just like how they said that he got his fortune on accident. He was basically half dead in the deserts of Texas when he stumbled upon the oil yeah. that made him a tycoon. Right. Freaking speedwagon. Freaking speedwagon. All right. So, favorite lines? Oh, favorite line. Um, I liked the the um the nature has trapped you into the fate you can't escape. 
I love that. That was just like, you're, you're destined for this, buddy. You're, you're screwed. This is, I love that line from Strazo. That was probably the only good thing from Strazo. That was, that was, I felt that was pretty epic. Mine's not as serious as yours. Um, kind of a toss up here. Uh, I do have, uh, when the, uh, cop rubbed the booger on Jojo, oh. he was like, why would you do something like that? It's such a unsavory thing to do. <laughs> right. And, and I, I'm just like, wow. You know, like, he just got a booger rip, like wiped on him, and he's questioning him, like, "Why would you do that?" And even uses almost gentlemanly, uh, you know, language. And I think that right there is also another reason why I felt I got the Do five. That seemed like a Do line. Okay. Uh, the other one was uh, when the mob boss, you know, gave the news about Speedwagon being dead, and he's all like, "You know, I appreciate your info, but..." You don't just waltz over here and blurt bad news to Granny Arena. <laughs> right. And just socks him right in the gut. Oh, that was that was great. Did his love for Granny Arena, man. Um, and and then my last one is uh when Straitso had that reporter and he's like, What sort of threat is that? I don't know who that woman is. Are you a moron? Yeah. I like that last line I uh, I mentioned when he is like after with the German man, like, <laughs> you're gonna lose your hair. And that, that was a good one. That was that was probably my second one. Like the little joke line. That was just a good spot. Um, what about, all I've got under my skirt is more tequila, boys. Yeah. Right, what was your least favorite scene? Least favorite scene. Hmm. Uh, the one where Speedwagon showed back up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Um, For me, it was Strazo's ending. Like, I just... For me, it was just like, I was like, what are you doing, Strazo? Are you good? Are you bad? Why did you, I mean, I get saved him for the information. That's cool. That's fine enough. But then you're just going to like sacrifice yourself, blow yourself up, acting like, well, I did good now. I'm, I don't know. I didn't care for that. Least favorite scene. Ooh. I don't think I really have a least. Well, okay. Yeah, actually I do have a least favorite scene. I am wrong. Uh, that part where uh, the woman cuts Von Stroheim's uh, face and then he makes her lick Ooh. it. Yeah, that was a close second. If it wasn't for the fact I was conflicted with Strazo, that would probably have made the list. That was... Um, when were we going to get a chance to show some of them pictures? Oh, with all the issues we were having, <laughs> I figured ah. it'd probably be safe not to. Ah, that's fine. We had a couple of good ones. Uh, we had one where uh, the pillar man was jumping into the German soldier's nose. Mm. Oh, man. Um, I think we got the finger gun one. Uh, the one of Jojo and Drag. I'll probably I'll just post him on Twitter. Yeah, that'll work. So that way they can see it that way. Um, okay, least favorite character from this. Least favorite character. Hmm. I would probably say Von Stroheim. Yeah, he was sort of a douche. Like, I, I just don't care for him in, at all. Like, he was arrogant. He wouldn't listen. He's just like, oh, we're the Germans. We have the technology. Yeah, yeah I could see it. Um, Originally, I just jokingly put Speedwagon because, <laughs> you know, Speedwagon. Nah, nah, nah he, he was mostly dying or dead or whatever. Yeah. Um. Um, actually, what about, uh, what about, uh, the fat piggy dude from, uh, the restaurant, the mobster dude? Yeah, the original mob, yeah, that's sort of him, or maybe, uh... That dude was racist as fuck. Those two guards? Yeah, those, they were pretty bad, too. They were, they were pretty crappy. Or, hell, I mean, even straight so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I know. I think the worst would be those guards. Yeah. Just, uh, they were creeps. So, who was your favorite character? This is easy. Jojo. Of course. Dude, I mean, he was just, he was all over the place. It was not what I was expecting. He was hilarious. He was mysterious. He was everything. It was all right there. Just like a, a whole different Jojo experience. Definitely. And I, I have to agree with you on that one. I mean, hands down, it's Jojo. I mean, there's... There's no, there's really nobody else who can take best. Like I said, you know, Speedwagon was mostly dying. Straitso was a dickhead. He deserved to die. Smokey didn't really have too much input. Granny Arena wasn't really much there. Um, the Nazis suck. Yeah, like I really wanted to try to find someone else to give it to, but JoJo just he won it. It was hands down, no contest, best character. Yep. I would have to agree with you on that. And I, I, I like the voice actor that they chose for him too. He he sounds cocky. He's got that right oh, yeah. that right tone. Oh yeah. Well alright man, you got anything else to add? Um no, I believe that Bout covers everything for this. Um dude, I gotta say, like it, it's it's almost a, a a big contrast between the two shows that we're doing here because mm-hmm. One Piece is like lighthearted and funny so far. It's it's not so serious, whereas JoJo is like super serial but like little tones of funny to it. Well, yeah, One Piece is like a lot of funny with some tones of serious involved. Yeah, it's interesting. Which it's we're next we're watching ten, eleven, and twelve of One Piece. Going to continue on this Usopp story. Okay, so that's going to be fun. Yep, I've got to see what happens with the uh, Clawador, Mister. Yeah, Mystery Moonwalking Man. Yep, Mystery Moonwalking Man. I'm excited to get through that arc uh, of One Piece because the next ones are Chef Kiss. Well, honestly, I'm. I'm excited for the week after this when we're back to JoJo again, because, dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. No, if it's you like good. these three, it gets better. Oh, I can't wait. All right. We're probably cut this a little short. We're, we're having all these technical difficulties, so we're going to call this one. Probably have to find a new recording thing, but probably. Thanks for listening, watching, liking. Do all the stuff. You know, links are everywhere. Hit the buttons. You know what to do. We hope you're enjoying the show so far. We do see that you guys have been viewing and listening, and uh, we'd still like to hear back from y'all. Any questions, comments, any suggestions, things you disagree with, things we might have missed, you know, just we'd love to hear from you. And don't forget, you can join the Discord, hang out with us personally, uh, follow the Twitter for updates, and all that good stuff. Yep. That's it for us. If you're not a weeb... Why are you here?